Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Badass Women's Hour XL on Talk Radio. Super-sized free speech for switched-on women. Badass Women's Hour XL with Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton. The Vampire Strikes Back on Talk Radio. Welcome back to Badass Women's Hour with me, Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton here on Talk Radio. Uh, Coming up in the next hour, what are we doing? Well, first of all, we're running away to the circus. This is possibly my favourite story this week. We are going to be talking about the 250-year anniversary of the circus. 250 years old. I can't decide whether I thought it would be more or less. Uh, We're going to be learning a little bit about circus life. And, of course, we've got our badass balls up. Your problems, our solutions, maybe, hopefully, sometimes. Um, And... A bit of live music. I'm really Ooh. excited for this. Yeah, live music, a bit of live opera, taking you into the evening with a bit of culture and style. That's what we do here on Badass Women's Hour. Um, all of that is coming up in the next hour. We have been talking, though. We've had a big old pack show tonight. I'm talking about the Olympics, about raw food, about Black Panther, which we're all obsessed with. But we'd love to hear your views on some of it. Did you love Black Panther too? What did you think of it? Have you seen it? We loved it. And then Emma went to see Ladybird this week. Didn't love it. Neither Nat or I are that bothered about Ladybird. Are we just are we not? Bad feminists? Are, we ba- are we a bad feminist and be quite lowbrow when it comes to films? Uh, well, I am. Over the above, I am. Yeah. I accept that. <laughs> Do we need to go and see it? We'd love to know what you think. Is it actually a great film? Have we just misunderstood it? Please tell us. Tweet us at Talk Radio or at Badass Women's Hour HR at Badass Women's Hour, or of course give us a call. We'd love to have you on air too. Oh three double four four double nine one thousand. Um. So we are. Talking about the circus, did were you a circus fan when you were a kid, Emma? You did you what? get excited when the circus came to town? No, I don't think I did. I don't remember really no? going. Nat? No, oh, Nat's face. Yeah, yeah, no. me too. Yeah, my, I remember my mum took us to the. Is it George George Irving's circus? You know the, the big brand. Babe, I grew up in the middle of nowhere. Oh. Like we were lucky if we got Shetland Pony. It was very oh, exciting. Right. <laughs> no, so we had sort of like you know big big tent circus things, and my mum took me and all my cousins. Um, yeah, loved it. Never, never went to circus. I don't know why. Gonna ask my mum. <laughs> yeah, be like you why did. Take me to the circus. <laughs> <laughs> so we are joined now by Dee Burkett, who's a journalist, a former circus artiste, and curator of Circus Two Fifty, and. Most fabulously, she is a woman who literally ran away to join the circus. <laughs> Dee, thank you so much for talking to us tonight. 
Hello. Hi. So I have introduced you as a woman who literally ran away to join the circus. Tell me about that. How did it happen? Well, um, like I suppose lots and lots and lots of people, I've always, since a small child, wanted to run away to the circus. It's a kind of almost a cliche, <laughs> isn't it, to run away to the circus? And as I grew older, I never grew out of it. Like other people who just sort of got regular jobs and settled down all that. I just never let go of that dream. And I actually got to be age 30 and I thought, if I don't do it now, I never will. So I got a tiny caravan, 11 foot, uh, put it uh, to the back of a very small car and drove off and drew, uh, joined an Italian circus in Sicily. Amazing. <laughs> did they know you were coming or did you just rock up? <laughs> well, I, they, oh, yes, they knew I was coming. I'd been hanging around at any circus that came anywhere near where I lived for years and just kept pestering them and saying, oh, you know, no anyone who wants to take anyone on, I'll do anything. Um, the further away it is, the better. And it was really, I was, circus is a very tight-knit community and it's very international. So people, you know, in circuses here, know people in circuses in Italy or in Sweden or in Germany or in Switzerland or in France or even in Australia or India. So people referred me eventually to the Tony family, which is like the big, famous Italian circus family and they said yeah we'll take you on and so I got my caravan and off I went. Do you, do you have any special tricks are you one of these people who can kind of like contortion your body or you can do some trapeze tricks did you have any special oh talents? Oh well I developed a little bit of talent I don't think I'm uh, I don't think I'm a natural and I don't think I will ever be um star billing but uh, I uh, began as just a general hand helping out and then one night, one of the elephant girls had a bit of an accident and they said, uh, would you um, become an elephant girl? I said, oh, yes, that would be fantastic. What is an elephant really... girl? Elephant girl is, is, is the beautiful woman in the massive feather headdress and not a lot else. A little bit Amazing. around the nipples, <laughs> lots of sequins and uh, three pairs of fishnets. Because <laughs> the fishnets are like a bit like spanks and they give you a fantastic shape in your leg, the really thick um, circus one. So you wear three pairs of tights, a big headdress, and then little, little bits of sequins stuck up over important bits of your body. <laughs> and you you sit on sit on top of an elephant, or stand on top of an elephant, or do all sorts of tricks basically on an elephant, and look like a wondrous uh, woman from an, another planet. And uh, so I was asked to do that, and I said yes, that would be fantastic. Uh, no, I'm. I'm, I'll do the training for a few weeks. And they said, no, no, now, tonight. Oh, my gosh. So you just had so to get on it. the elephant. I just got up there. Elephants speak French. Um, <laughs> I, I you like are my kind of woman. <laughs> but all elephants, all commands to elephants are always given in French. It's just a tradition <laughs> in the circus. I don't speak French. So I had to learn French to speak to my elephant, Julia. <laughs> Because she only understood French. I love it. Um, and uh, so I used to ride, Julie, we used to do three shows a day, wow. including Christmas Day. Oh it's very gosh. serious. In Italy, circus is taken very seriously. Mm. So we did three shows a day, um, myself and Julia and the other women 
who were far better at standing and waving their arms and looking gorgeous than I was. Dee. But um, it changed my life. It changed my life. Dee, I just want to go back just to the use of animals in circus because it's something I personally am a little bit uncomfortable with. Are yeah. animals still a main part of the circus or not now? How are they no, treated? I mean, uh, this is some. This is some time ago. There are no. There have no been no elephants in British circus for quite some time now. Um, so it's we're talking um, his, history, a bit of hi, recent history, but history here. And this is an Italian circus. There have been elephants in British circus for quite a while. Also, um, animals aren't uh, integral to circus. The very first circus, 250 years ago, had horses because it was founded, the very first circus was founded by a man called Philip Astley. He, he was returning from the Seven Years' War. He was a cavalryman, could do fantastic horse tricks. He took literally a piece of rope, put it in a big circle near Waterloo in the centre of London and performed his own horse tricks in it. His wife, Patty, used to also be an incredible um, trick rider and she used to ride around the ring covered in a swarm of bees. Can you imagine that? <laughs> that was her trick. Wow. That and is a good trick. The, the thing that made it a circus is the acrobats, the clowns, the tumblers, the jugglers. They were the former street performers mm. that Ashley gathered all together and put into this ring and that became the very first circus. It wasn't until much later with the kind of Victorian menagerie when all those exotic animals came over and it was part of a lot of different forms of entertainment that animals were introduced beyond horses to the circus. And then they've been there for a while and now perhaps they've left again and that's fine because the circus has gone through all sorts of transformations. And so having no no animals except horses and then having other sorts of animals and then going back to no animals again... It's all part of the evolution of circus. Circus has always evolved. So when you talk about evolving, because Mm. when I think of, you talked about the Victorian era of the circus, which I guess is sort of when we're envisioning it, you know, the ringmasters and all that sort of thing, the big top, that that to me feels like it's sort of the heyday of it. But it's also when they had things like the bearded lady and two-headed people and the animal man and all that type of thing. When did that come in? Was that part of this kind of strange Victoriana period or was it before or after or was it actually not part of it at all? Uh, it wasn't part of circus here, really. That was an American invention. Mm, that okay. came with Barnum. If you've seen the film The Greatest Showman, you've been talking about the films you've seen. You've seen the film The Greatest Showman, that's about Barnum and it was Barnum who invented this, really invented and popularised the sideshow and freaks. And that was an American invention. And it, it came here a little bit, but not a lot. What the, it, what, and the, mili- the, the red coat that you talk about for the mm-hmm. ringmaster, that's a military jacket. That's the cavalry jacket oh, that Philip Astley first wore. In, that's why they look like cavalrymen. Interesting. That's, it. that's where it comes from. It comes from the military. Um, the other interesting thing is that the original circus was all on the ground. It was tumblers and acrobats all on the ground. And it wasn't until the mid-19th century, so what's that, 70 years later, that circus took to the air and became aerial. And the man who did that was a Belgian called Jules Leotard. 
And oh, that's where we get the word is that where we get leotard from? Amazing. That's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> and is that the way that circus is moving today? Because today's circus, we think Cirque du Soleil. We want to see people flying through the air at, you know, 60 feet, contorting themselves into all different shapes. Or is it still the traditional, I guess, melee of things? I, th- it's, I think it's a bit of both. Mm-hmm. I think we've still got traditional tented circuses travelling through the country. There's about 50 of them all over the UK still travelling. We've got uh, circus in theatres. We've got a cir- bit of circus in opera now. We've got circus in, in everything, really, which is completely brilliant. And also what I think we're getting now, and particularly in the 250th year of circus this year, is that we're getting a mashup of all of this. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these contemporary cutting edge circuses are now going into big tops and being tented touring shows. Mm-hmm. And then you get traditional circuses like Zippo's, which is a traditional London circus, and that's now going into theatres. That's so the one you, from your everything youth, sort of Yeah, so it's it's fantastic. It's all kind of swapping around and reinventing itself all over again. And you curate Circus 250. Tell us about that. Well, it's a huge celebration all all, all year round um, of 250 years of circus this year. So it's 1768, that very first di- 42-foot diameter ring laid down um, and the very cir- first circus happened. So things are happening all over the country. It's totally remarkable. It's do you remember Shakespeare 400 a couple of day, years ago? Yeah. We had lots of things happening around Shakespeare. Yeah. Well, it's kind, it's kind of like that, but for circus. So with a few more feathers and an awful lot more fun. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Perfect. fantastic. So there's over 400 events happening everywhere, from Belfast to Brighton to Blackpool to Bristol to Newcastle, absolutely everywhere. So there'll be something happening near you. Wherever you are, there will be something happening near you. And there'll be lots happening in London, first city of circus, where it all began. But that then it'll begin there in April. And then after that, it'll be nationwide. So from April onwards, expect to see a circus very close to you and go and see it. Because the fantastic thing about circus, it's the original pop-up that <laughs> arrives. <laughs> oh, wonderful world. And then it disappears. Yeah. That's incredible. And just for anyone who is thinking they might like to run away and join the circus, like, you know, I might. Um, can you still, is it still you rock up and you talk to someone and you find somebody who passes your name to somebody else who passes it to somebody else? Or is it 21st century? Has it gone digital now? I think there's, I'm sorry, I've lost my voice. Talking oh. so much about circus, I'm so excited about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, there's a bit of that. But now you've got loads of circus schools. So you can go and do circus evening classes or a Saturday class in circus. Or you could even do a degree now in circus skills. So you don't have to run away to do it. You could have a day job and then be at night time, learn to um, do the tightrope. See, it <laughs> sounds amazing. Trapeze. You can do all of that. So it's 
it's fantastic. You don't have to uh, have an eleven foot caravan and run away. Run to away. Like <laughs> you certainly made it sound wonderful, <coughs> though. That is Dee Burkett, journalist, uh, a circus artiste, and curator of Circus Two Hundred and Fifty, which is a whole series of events going on around the country this year to celebrate the two hundred and fiftieth anniversary of the circus. I I might, I'm just not going to be here next week. <laughs> I'm packing my stuff up. I'm getting caravan, yeah. and I'm out of here. Do you know what? I feel like I join the circus every time I get on the frigging central line. <laughs> <laughs> so I run away with the circus on a daily basis. <laughs> daily basis. Um, I love the idea, the, the, the story that she's telling about speaking French. Yes. I mean, you know, just, just speak, Julia. speak French. Yeah. Julia the elephant. Yeah. I feel a bit sad the elephant was in the circus. Though. I, I'm with you on that bit. But I can, you know, the, the big feathers, the, the, the environment. What do you think Julia was thinking? And then though? being able to communicate with Probably. an animal in another language. Being paraded Around, spoken to in French, somebody with feathers and nipple tassels. What on earth is going to that poor woman's <laughs> mind? She was probably thinking, why on earth are you speaking French? <laughs> yeah. I'm English. English. You're Italian. <laughs> she was in Italy. Speak to me in Italian. Um, uh, Julia the Elephant, bless you for being amazing and giving us that great story. Thank you. Uh, if you were a circus fiend and you loved that, tweet us and tell us at Pass Women's Hour HR at Talk Radio. We'd love to hear your circus memories from when you were young what was your favorite is it the clowns never uh, yeah. I love I haven't got any memories I love I the mum what are you doing tonight? in your childhood Emma no I don't know memories. coming up next it is of course our badass balls ups your problems our answers all the wisdom we have got and we are giving it to you tonight including what to do when you've set up a business and you want to get into Topshop can we get your stuff in there Top shop, if you're listening, Philip Green, hi. <laughs> Come and help us out in our badass balls ups. And when you just think you're too good for your job, should you quit it and do something else? We'll be answering that here on Talk Radio next. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.